I got you now. You hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Where we're going so do, you, do you see every time I've done a record? Oh, I see it. We can't hear each other at the start every single time. It's like um, lockdown one again when everyone started working from home. I know. If I had like if, if I had my own place and I could actually have people around, that'd be great. Aye, well, I live in my own here, but I was afraid. I live beside a football stadium. And there's mm -hmm. a mantra on the night, so if you hear anything going nuts, it's not like fans outside or anything. It's like yeah. fans. Pure just outside your house cheering away. Yeah, I haven't quite reached that level yet. <laughs> um, how's the gigs been going? It's going well, thankfully. Um, sort of been on a good run, really, the past couple of months. It's finally sort Where of... Have you been where have you been since? Because I last saw you in Kiwis. So where, where have you been since then? Since Kiwis, actually, I've got my phone in front of me here. Flip, we've been all over the place. The past few have actually been. Um, we've done quite a few down south there recently. So when did I see you in Kiwis, that would have been. Oh God. I was September was... 23rd. I'm looking at my list of yeah. gigs here. So since then, we've been Belfast, Sunflower, Coleraine, Newton Ards, Oma, Belfast, Dublin, Newry, Belfast, Oma, Belfast, then Patrick, Marfelt, Newry, Leitrim, Limerick. Arma, how was the goodness. um? How was the Ireland gigs? Were they the grand? The ones down south. Aye. Uh, yeah. Um. The one because me, you know, Luke McGibbon. Uh huh. Luke McGibbon runs the uh, Pavilion Comedy Club in Belfast. He started this thing where all the comedians are trying to do a gig in every county of Ireland. Right. And he's created like a wee Facebook group and like created like a competition for it. So now we've ended up just going to these random. County gigs. Even for like just driving somewhere for 10 minutes and just doing it. Exactly. And because Luke's been doing it longer than us, he's done all the easy counties. So yeah. the only ones he has less to do is all the fucking weird ones. And because we're too lazy to actually plan the easy ones, we ended up just going to the weird ones with him. Yeah. So um, we were driving the each seven of us in the one car. And we were driving down this like. That's legal. And it, well, there was a seven-seater car, I should oh, say. Oh, sorry. I thought we were like, I was like, we like, in like a we like five-seater car, and you just rolled a squash down. Two on the <laughs> We said, you know, um, <laughs> I we were driving down, and um, this gig in Leitrim, and like, we just started driving out of like civilization, and like the country roads, and it was like single country lane, but the mm -hmm. sat nav was saying we're like two minutes away from the venue, so we were like, where the fuck is this gig gonna be? At some point you're realising we're not going to a gig, it's going to be some weirdo's house and we're all going to die. Well, it was the night before Halloween, so it added oh, to well. the spookiness yeah. of it all. And then we ended up seeing this building, it was like the first building we've seen in ages. And we drove in and it was like um, like a big mansion, like with gates and all. And like Bentley's parked outside and we were like, fucking yeah. hell, is this where this gig is? Is this like going to be in this guy's fucking kitchen or conservatory? But um, and then he came out and he was all no 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 I own the pub that you're gigging in and it's just through there and we went through and it was just like um, wild western themed restaurant I saw the okay say so I saw the pictures did you see it yeah yeah weird looking isn't it so this so this guy has this really big fancy mansion with all these Bentleys and then has this really like kind of redneck kind of pub yeah it's not even a pub it's like a restaurant yeah we go in and it's a load of families eating like Sunday dinners and all. Oh, so do you have to try and do a gig who wants to eat in their dinner? Well, that's what we thought when we first went in. We were like, we're going to have to do a gig here covered in peppered sauce and gravy. like. Uh -huh. And then they're all... Those, like... Yeah, because obviously in Kiwis there, I think depending on what time you go to, you can get like 
pizza and stuff. Yeah, they do serve I food. Feel like that's, I feel like that's different to somebody going in for like a three-course meal and then you're just in a random area of the restaurant. Like, exactly. We were in like a sort of a side room, but the side room we were in was like where the kitchen was. So like they were like, mm-hmm. that's where like the serving hatch was, where they were like setting the food up. But they did wait till the food was over. Yeah, but, that's not too uh, bad. We ended up getting about 20 people in and it was just, it was a fucking weird gig. But it was actually, it actually wasn't bad. It could have been yeah. bizarre. And then, worth, the, worth the journey down. Yeah, the, the, it was, it was good crack because there was a load of us. And we just sort of went, fuck it. And like had a few drinks and all. It was funny, Heather Anderson was the only one who was dressed up. It was hilarious. So she, and she dressed up as a cowgirl, funny enough. I think I saw her costume. Yeah. She, she somehow, she somehow knew where yours were going and thought this is like fit for the night. I think she manifested it. <laughs> yes. Fucking yeehaw. What, um, is there like a prize for who completes the whole counties? Yeah. So Lucas bought like a wee tiny trophy, like a wee sort of miniature plastic cup for the winner. Yeah. Um, Maybe your name engraved on it. That's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, chiseled in. But some people have been doing like, you know, gigging 10 years. So I think Mustafa's on like, you know, Mustafa say, I don't know if you've seen him before. He's on like 19 or 20 counties, like, so it's going to be so pretty hard to catch up. You've got a lot of catching up to do then. Yeah, I think we're on 10. I think I'm on 10. Which I'll Even though what they should have done was, because they were doing this competition, someone was renewed and old, mm. it should have been just from the start again. So everybody's had to start off on zero and you yeah. had to go back and redo everywhere again to make it fair. To be fair, that'd be pretty harsh going to some people here. You need to go back. I know. <laughs> I know. You need to go back to the Wild West. <laughs> I'd like to go back to that dungeon place just to do a V10 minute gig. It was nice though. It was weird, but it was nice. Any other crack? Anything else going um, on? Well, after that, we went to Limerick and mm-hmm. um, me, Sean, and Luke McGavin had done Limerick before. And it was weird as fuck as well. Kieran Frankel, who we do the podcast with, he hadn't done it. But we no. swapped Luke out for Kieran this time. And um, we just seen, we seen the worst death ever. Like, some guy just died on his ass, like the worst I've ever seen by my really? life. Did you just know him? No, he was some guy yeah. from like Westmead or somewhere. Like, do you have, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of like Limerick being called Stab City? Have you ever heard that before? No. Uh, it's like a now, really... I really, now I really want to visit now. Uh, exactly, right? I, so I really like, want to go there now. It's like a really bad stereotype that Limerick gets because it had like problems with gangs and all, right? Uh-huh. So this guy gets up on stage and he's like, oh, it's good to be here in Stab City. And he just see everyone go like, Fuck this guy. He, he let his first sentence on yeah. stage was insulting the place. To be fair, that's whenever like you're showing it on stage in Kiwis and goes, and into Protestants in and the Catholics in. I uh, <laughs> pretty much. Sean McAlevey trying to do Catholic in Port Rush. <laughs> Getting lunch for the whole like group. Um, what about Santos results, eh? What? I know. Um, so I just get guy gets up, his first line is just insulting the city that he's in. Yeah. And then he's all, oh, I better watch my back tonight in case I get stabbed. And you're like, mate, try opening my joke maybe next time. Yeah. So everyone instantly. Because no, like, I would say, and I've said to once where I go to Kiwis. Yeah. Any time I've went. Hmm? Is that the main place you would go to? Is that the closest one to you? Well, that'd be the closest one to me sort of up here. Or if I only did one in the Chlorine Uni, they would be the two yeah. closest to me. But Kiwis is pretty new. I think the first one I went to was Shane's. Right. That was the first one I went to. And then McCann's was the next one. I missed Mickey's. Mickey, <clears throat> I did. That was the first one I did. Yeah. Missed Mickey's. And then I missed Andy Ryan because I had the 
I think I had the Hen do the same weekend. Right, okay. But no, it's a good wee setup. But um, I've always said like any night I went on the lineup, there's always one act that mm. dies on their hole. Oh, and it's I... usually there's it's usually the one that's least well known. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I find so any night I went, it's probably the one person on the list that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And no offense to them, will usually <laughs> not do well. Yeah. And I sort of like, and then I sort of feel bad and nobody's like reacting. I feel like I get sick and not sick hand embarrassment, but I sort it's of feel like, oh my God, just people just like go along with it or, you know, yeah. it's never people in the, because I can't remember, was it Shane's gig? I can't remember the name of the guy. Danny Kelly was there and he was good. Oh, I need to know the name of the guy now. Huh? I need to know the name of this person. I kind of know part. I do see. I do know the name. I don't know if I say it. Right? Do you ever watch? um, I'll Instagram yeah. Yeah, text me there or not. Text me there or not. It's like, do you ever watch um, Jimmy Hutchinson's podcast where they do the Pro Evo names? (laughs) No. You not seen that? Um, you know Hot Water's Green Room podcast. See, I had them on YouTube, and then they want to move to Patreon, so I cancelled my. YouTube and then I know you have to have got money to get the Patreon off. Right, okay. Do, is this a Patreon special or is this a recent one? So it's just, it's just like a current thing they do in it. So like when they're slabbering about someone, they have like a wee uh-huh. code way of able to slabber about the person without uh, actually okay. saying their real name. I do you know what I need to actually there's like so many I need to catch up on because I honestly have too many podcasts to listen to. Yeah, there's too many. Like now. I have I've got eleven Patreons. <laughs> Jesus, I have four and I'm skint. So I think this is his name and I think this is how he spells it. Okay. But he was one that literally died a death and there was one other person who was a bit meh and the right. rest of them were grand. Now, I might have spelled this wrong, but I'll send it to you now. Yes, I know who you're on about, yeah. You're right. Right, so everybody else kind of had the same vibe, same kind of like... He's actually not bad, by the way, that person. Yeah, no, see... Because I speak as never the shortly after I had met Heather in Belfast and I'd said to her and she said he normally is really good and I says I think it was more the crowd but what his stand up was like compared to everybody else's was so different. Yeah, I can imagine and, he, he's not bad, but I can imagine him dying in that room. If you know what I mean, I can yeah, imagine him it. Uh, Danny was more like storytelling and like Shane's more like kind of storytelling kind of stand up, whereas he was completely opposite. Um, yeah. And it was just at the point where he was on stage. And I'll be honest, even I was like, I don't get what this is. And I, th- I think at one point he gave up and like, left the stage early because after when he was on, people were just getting up to go to the toilet, go to the bar. Yeah. At one point he said something to some guy in the audience goes like, get off the stage. And I just wanted to literally, I want the, even, I wanted the ground to open up for me to swallow me because I felt awful. Yeah, that's like, it. I just got... Like, I don't know that you know, used to get X. I got, that's my comedy ick when people yeah. are kind of, I'm like, you've paid the money. Okay, maybe you don't like that person, but just sit and enjoy what you can. Don't Smack, have to be, something. yeah. Yeah, See, don't have to be. Of something, that'll give him a bit of confidence and then it might end up being like a five out of 10 gig. Mm-hmm. But if you completely but, switch off and start talking and go to the bar, it's going to be yeah. a two out of 10 but gig. You could just tell the whole vibe in the room. Nobody was getting what he was, and like, nobody was like, oh my god we just hurry up and get off because I think he yeah. was the last one for the break and then it was like the last two on or whatever it was but yeah but because I, I said to Heather and she even said he's normally really good because he does a lot more stuff like up around Derry yeah 
and he said like what he does and it's grand up there so he says it could be in the crowd because that night that you were in Kiwis with Dave it was a weird crowd it was it yeah. wasn't the usual there seemed to be a lot of new ones because the guys because well. uh, me and my friend we were sort of sitting at the, the front long table but we weren't sitting right at the stage and then those young fellas came in and they were just being absolutely annoying mm. and I don't even know if they knew what they were there for because they just kept like talking among themselves while you were on stage. Then there's ones behind who just kept having conversations while you're on. And I'm like, when you go to the cinema, you don't talk to each other. So why do you talk to each other whenever you're like, I just see it the same. I think if you're, when you're on stage, everybody should just be like quiet. And I think at any gig when the acts are on, the bar should be closed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think there should be people running up. Certainly, if you have to go to the toilet, that's different. But I think when you're on stage doing your gig, there should be no drink. You shouldn't be able to go to the bar and get a drink. Yeah. Because all you're hearing behind you is glasses and money and tills opening. And it's just. Do you know what it is as well? And this is like no slight on bar staff, but see, bar, a lot of bar staff are like, you know, kids, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19. They've maybe never been to a comedy club before. A lot of times, bar staff, it's like going ice in a glass or throwing a glass bottle in a bin. Yeah. And they don't realise how noisy they're being because they're thinking, oh, that guy's got a mic. The other people can't hear me. And it's like, that's so yeah. noisy. Do you remember that night that um, you did remember that first night at Filthies that they yeah. did? It was that Sunday? Have they done ever, I've done any more since then. In, in, yeah, they've done one more and it was a car crash as well and then they stopped. Oh. Because um, I thought it'd been, I thought it'd been like a good idea, but clearly just didn't. No, nah, the room doesn't oh. suit. It's the fact you walk off the street and you're in a gig. Do you want to make? Like, if you're just but, up to that bar. But I just remember that night, because I was sort of sitting with you at the back, and then there's those absolute idiots sitting in front of us who the guy was drunk and being an absolute pleb. But there's at one point, either you were on stage, and one of the guys in front of us kept going to the bar. One of the bar staff just kept, like, throwing glasses or something, being like just being really noisy, and throwing, yeah. like, it was ice or something, and he was talking really loudly, and then I think somebody had to go over and say to him, like, can you just not, like... I think it was actually either Dave or William Thompson. It was while I was on stage. Uh-huh. Because I, I came off afterwards and they were all like, oh, we had to like tell people to shut up. And I was like, thank you. Like, Yeah. And it was a mixture of the table in front and then the actual bar staff. Because I don't know what he was doing. If it was like he was either like not throwing glasses, but just making like unnecessary noise yeah. behind the bar. Because I think somebody went to order a drink and he's just being like, yeah. Fuck, actually, you, so you've seen me in Port Rush and you've seen me in Filthies. You need to come to a gig where I've actually have a decent gig. I don't think you've ever actually seen me do good. But at Filthies, like, you said at Filthies was good. And you're, like, I thought you were good in Port Rush. Mm. Like, like, it was good. It's just, I think, whenever I've been there, maybe, maybe it's me, maybe I've been like a bad crowd. You are. It's you. You're the problem. <laughs> Am I the bad oven? Um, no. But what no, that's the only thing that annoys me. That filthy's gig. Mm-hmm. People sitting beside me, and I want—I mm-hmm. was going to say the green room, but it was more like the green table. It was more just like yeah. a table of comedians, and you were I just sort of gatefished that night. Yeah, so I didn't know who you were sitting beside me, but I'd heard of the name Naomi Mitchell just being mentioned in like you know on the different podcasts and stuff. And then when I got yeah. off stage, I seen that you like put a story up with me and tagged me. Yeah. So I looked at it and I was like, oh, that girl Naomi Mitchell must work here. Like behind, I thought you were one of the bar staff. And it wasn't until the day after. I was like, fuck, that was that girl sitting beside me. Yeah. I've racked my head. I was all confused. Yeah. 
No, like I literally, because I was in Belfast last week, that weekend, because Ishan was over and we were meeting up. Yeah. And then he said that Dave asked him to come and do Felsies. And then I just said, then he just said to me, John, to come along. And I was like, I'm sure I can get crashed the gig. I'm sure that's okay. And at least there's an extra person there. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I ended up, when he was over, I ended up doing two gigs <laughs> with him. Because I'd done um, the Pug Uglies with him, which was fucking, yeah. it was a class gig. And then we done that Felsies one, and it was a bit of a fucking car crash. Like, um, I've not got to a Pugs gig yet, but um, I'll have to get up to one. We went to, when we done it, it was in the boneyard, you know, on the outside. Uh-huh. The big outside, um, like sort of beer garden thing. It was brilliant. But um, do you know when the Sham was over? Do you know he was over to film that Mastermind? Yeah. Did you see the episode came out there? I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to get an iPlayer. Right. See, it's like a celebrity Mastermind, right? And they've got uh-huh. some girl on from Gogglebox. And oh, she, oh, she, gets, she gets the lowest score ever. Do you see it? No. Really? She got two. Um, no, he does say because he said, um, was it Claire from Steps was on? Right. Yes, right enough. He was yeah. saying that. She's there. Because um, he was in the Grand Central and I went there to meet him. And then I got introduced to a girl, Victoria. And I think she's our like a producer or something, a mastermind. Right. Okay. Chatting away. And then Asian Center, oh, and you must got a podcast and all. And she says, oh, we'll hear more of you. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> How you doing? I'm just gonna just be producers here. Yep. But no, I haven't seen it yet because I don't have like I don't have a TV in my room or anything and I, I never really get the TV downstairs. So I just have to sort of like I play or just catch up on TV. I didn't like sit down to watch Mastermind, by the way. I'm not like a Mastermind fan. Not that there's anything wrong with yeah. but it actually it came up on my TikTok because it was so bad. This girl she got like the lowest no, score. Ishan had put um he had up in his story, so I didn't need to watch it, just even watch his bit. But I'm now telling it to now see, oh, I know who it is. It's your, your wee girl with the fuzzy hair. She's like, she's one of like the younger daughters in a family on Gogglebox. Yeah, yeah I, know, I think I know who it is next. I think I remember him posting the picture, but she did really badly. Yeah, put it this way. If you know the girl, you wouldn't be surprised that she, she done badly. She didn't say like the brightest girl yeah. in the My world. My like... thing is like, I don't like watch it that often. My dad likes it. So if it happens to be on like during dinner or something, he'll have it on. Mm. But my favourite thing is, like, I would say if I was on, I would have special subjects. I feel like I probably, mine would probably be, like, Marvel movies. Marvel, right. Because okay. I feel like I would know quite well questions. But sometimes they hear, like, the questions they ask, they go so, like, in-depth questions. It would be something I'm like, um, what happened to this character at 30 minutes in in Civil War? And I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes it would be something so niche. About two minutes as well. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? The questions are so long and you forget what the start of the question was. Yeah. The time they get the answer. I sometimes think as well, the question the, sometimes the way the question's worded confuses mm. the life out of me. So I'd be sitting there going, like, I pray I probably get lost, I probably get zero or something. Right. But, I, I quite like quizzes, like I was near on the chase. I got like the final edition of it. And then mm. I did get through and all. It was fucking raging. So like for the chase as well, so like you always just assume when you sign up for a, like a game show. Mm. That as soon as you sign up, you just get put on TV straight away. So have you other stages to go through? I people don't realise you have to go through like a number of editions. So you apply yeah. and then if your applications get accepted, you have to do an edition over the telephone. And then once you get through it, we got brought up to I think it was maybe the Europa Hotel in Belfast. And we had to do yeah. like an in-person edition there, but it was like a group edition. So you had to like basically play the chase in a fucking function room with a load of producers. Mm-hmm. And like nobody had buzzers or anything, like you just were like, yeah. beep, you were like making the noises with your hand, like, yeah. I suppose it's the way I've been like, well, 
they don't want just probably born people who are smart on it. They want people on exactly. it that are going to either be a bit thick or be a bit quirky. That's exactly it. So it's, it's, like, it's probably like Britain's Got Talent as well. Like there's so many more stages you go through before you even see like the basic additions on TV. Exactly. And they wanted like a real mix. So they wanted like young people and like old people, smart people, dumb mm-hmm. people. And I was just like real mediocre. Like in the middle, yeah. I was, wasn't interested enough. So I was like, okay. And I suppose they want people that are kind of a bit that kind of have a bit of good bant because yeah. you're not because obviously if you go on the chase they know that the chasers are going to be rude so if you're somebody's going to be like easily offended or i don't want him to be cheeky to me then there's no point you mm. going on gotta get someone on he's going to call on haggerty if that bitch like <laughs> you get some you need something because that's that's always what they do they always just do like innuendos about like yeah fucking chasers and my favourite thing is whenever, like, Bradley, I read a question, the question has got an innuendo in it, and uh, Bradley just loses his shit and can't focus on the rest of the show. As if he hasn't read it about four times in rehearsal, like. Yeah, I know. Play bastard. Um, but no, like, you don't, I don't think you realise whenever you see game shows that there's so much behind the scenes that you don't know what goes on. Yeah, even same with that, like, BBC New Comedy Awards, even just, like, the amount of filming and all that goes into that there, and then 95% even, of it doesn't make it up. Yeah, but like from what I've heard from like say William or even like Johnny Bow and stuff. Yeah. They sort of know what they're looking for even before they they pick oh. a winner. Like that you, you have to be to say, oh they better be this, they better be that, they better be this. So it covers certain like criteria. And it's like, well, but shouldn't that be based on who was not that it's not something against people who get through who or who win, because um like they probably are good, but I feel like yeah. it's not just based on like that they're good at comedy and the Oh, we better put her through because she's, you know, ethnic, or we better put him through because he's gay. Yeah, I think I think they you do know. certainly have an have an, event, an image of like a modern twenty first century comedy comedian mm-hmm. that they find, and I think that can sort of blindside them a few times when they are in there. Yeah. They sort of look for things, and which is fair enough. But I think it's the main thing you have to do when you go into it is um, what I was thankful of. I was aware of that. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like the one focus is my big break. You know, I was fully aware that I'm probably not going to get through here. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And do you have to tone down sort of like the content you would normally like do as jokes? Like say if you were not not vulgar, but say you were probably, imagine you were like Paddy McDonald. Mm, yeah. Would he have to tone it down for the show? Well, before you go on, um, when you're upstairs and you, you chat with the producers before you go down to get like filmed and like, the actual gig happens, to be fair, like I have to say, the producers were all saying, do not censor anything. They said, right. you can say whatever you want. They actually give you a wee speech and they're all like, the reason you're here is because you're funny. You've sent yeah. us your material, we've watched it and you're here because of your material. So don't yeah. end your material now, which I thought was quite refreshing. Yeah. Um, I thought because it's the BBC that'd be like, right, yeah. well, you can't mention this, you can't mention that, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. Yeah, and in fact, they you actually know? said the opposite. They're all like, you know, if you want to mention like something from ITV, <laughs> if you want to mention... Because I think they had problems before in the past, because he was telling us about, like, some fella turned up to one of the English editions and, like, didn't wear any branded clothing, because he didn't thought, they didn't think he'd be able to get on stage if he was wearing, like, a Zara t-shirt or, like, yeah. Nike trainers. And it's, he was like, uh-huh. you can wear what you want, say what you want. Yeah. Oh. Where would you want to say if you want, but we've already decided who's won, so fuck it. Yeah, I know. They would have like an idea in their head, but you know, we'll we'll make you all go on stage and tell your jokes so it's you know a show. But right. I think then was it who else I see was on I think it was also I think it was Johnny said again, I think he was on another podcast and he said something that whenever you watch it back, there's some jokes they do cut out when they're editing it, editing it. it I can't say that. 
edit. So like obviously like you'll do your set, but they they show the whole thing on TV. Well, that's the thing. I never, I never, I never even made the edit to be edited. So <laughs> I can't fucking say they edited everything I done out. Yeah. I didn't really get that serious, like. But yeah, but imagine so um, stuff getting cut out now. Yeah, I was going to say same talk about censoring. That's not really censoring, but um, Twitter's got a bit of a shithole. What's the crack list one? Because I haven't really followed it, but I, I am big. I do. I love using Twitter. Is it even on I would never like. I don't really. Like, I I barely use Twitter because I don't have a lot of following on it, and I find it harder to get people to actually follow. But I would go on it more for. You more Instagram. News, and it's the quickest way. Like I don't really watch the news, but I'll go on Twitter to get like news that yeah. makes sense, or like that's the quickest way you'll find something that's going on. Yeah. And kind of like gossip, but then sometimes you go through the comment section and they just make you angry because people are idiots. Yeah. But as far as I knew. So Elon was going to buy Twitter and then it fell through and it wasn't going to buy it anymore. Aye, now that's what I heard. Yeah, but now apparently he, it, is, it is his now. He's a fucking weirdo though. Yeah, and it's all these like new rules now. So apparently if I pay $8, I can get a blue tick if I prove who I am. $8? Yeah, there's a whole thing. Apparently you... Um, fucking one of them. Apparently now you, I think as far as I am, they can buy a blue tick. You just have to actually... I have to verify my identity, so I think I pay eight dollars, and then it's kind of the whole thing where you have to like either send a picture of your not like like a form like of identification, like a driver's license. Yeah, so like you take like a selfie of yourself holding your driver's license to prove it as you. Like the name matches the profile and all this. Here, then pay eight dollars. I could give myself a blue tick. Because I I think that is a good thing, you know, stopping those sort of like fake accounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But it might get to the stage where like people start getting fake IDs to try to get blue ticks in the same way yeah. you try to do it to get a fucking half bottle of vodka. Yeah, because then apparently there's some girl because I was going through it and apparently she just changed her name to Elon Musk. Right. So okay. just like right so to see when it would like pick up that she wasn't because it's also like if um if you're like a party account, Aye. you must put it in your bio or else your account will be suspended. And then people are saying, but there's so much like at what point do you call something like party like whenever it's you know my dream is to get to the stage where people are making party accounts of me that's when i know i've made it but i think there was something like because apparently a few celebrities have got their account suspended because they've broke some kind of new elon's rules and apparently right, okay. for them have got suspended because they've been slagging him off right okay so he's just he's just yeah he's just yeah so like don't Slag Elon off, you'll make him cry and he'll suspend your account. Yeah, but in the background, Kanye West is just cutting about slagging off Jewish people uh, and he gets suspended. Well, funny enough, he was next to my list of things to talk about. No way, was he? Yeah, I just made a list of things to talk about, but Kanye is... Awful one. But it just shows as well, like, Kanye just came out of nowhere. Because apparently the whole thing... Did you hear the video clip of him talking about the doctor? Yeah. Yeah, so apparently that's when it all came out. I don't know. I'm scared to say anything in case then I get like cancelled. It was so funny. It was, all, should... it was all like the doctor who diagnosed me and like what is. Yeah, but did this doctor diagnose him like as bipolar? Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's as far as I was yeah, but as far as it's where like it's probably more in America. It was always the case saying if your doctor or your surgeon or if your lawyer was Jewish, then that was like you had like an A star 
like you know representative or surgeon or whatever in your care well, like it was as far as I knew yeah, it was always the case if you had a Jewish, like, say a Jewish lawyer, they always cost more because they were more successful. Because they're like a they're like a community group who are big in that sort of profession. Yeah, but... it's, it's, he's clearly just been diagnosed as bipolar because he is bipolar, and then he's raised yeah, then he's been he, diagnosed with. Yeah, but yeah, but then he's came off his the problem is he came off his medication. I think after, I think after everything happened with Kim, and then they separated, he came he just came off the medication because apparently she struggled to keep him on the medication. Right, okay. He had to almost control him as much as the child. Kids. Yeah. Or he, he was So apparently he's off the medication, so he's not even on it. And then he made this comment about, you know, the doctor he can't specify, I think it was like he's Jewish. <laughs> like literally like half yeah. a second later. He says he does a basis, so he's he's Jewish. <laughs> and um so then it just shows you but it just shows you then he literally comes out with that and because this like famous like rapper comes out and says this. There clearly is people that live in America and wherever that are against or like you know that hate Jews and are like yeah want to like cause harm. Then all of a sudden they just come out of the woodwork now in public and I think they've got this right to you know. Well, what I think it is with Kanye is the same with the whole Donald yeah. Trump thing when he supported them when he supported uh-huh. him and now it's like the anti-Semitism thing. He's just someone who hasn't had enough people telling him to fuck up on his life. He yeah. needs, someone needs to go, mate, fuck up, nobody cares. Like, and he just he just tries to do anything to stay irrelevant. So he'll just say something like mad, yeah. you know, like it's a black guy walking around with a t-shirt that says white lives matter. You're just like, mate. I know. Um, because I think Mark Zuckerberg apparently deactivated or suspended his Facebook page. Okay. Or something. Yeah. And then he put is there his Facebook or Instagram? Because obviously Facebook owns it all now. And he either then I think on Twitter, because whenever Facebook and Instagram goes down, you put everything up on Twitter because it's the only thing yeah. it stays. Everyone else's Instagram though. I know. <laughs> and then apparently put a post up saying, um, um, tagged him, it says, oh, like, we're mates, and then post the pictures of the two of them together. Yes, uh, they're meant to be mates. Like, why have you done this? Like, bring my account back. I'm only spreading the truth. Like, he's fucking nuts. But I think his page is back now, so he must have. Yeah. You know. I'm a open mic comedian and I think he's a fucking attention seeker. Mm. And that's coming from me. Like. Well, I honestly think Kanye hasn't cooked the goose. His goose is fully cremated. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that line for? <laughs> what about that <laughs> singer? Well, they need to get this one out. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Yeah, they say I'll not be on stage anytime soon. Do you ever think about doing it? No, my social anxiety wouldn't even let me. I couldn't. Comedian I couldn't. I'd be absolutely useless at like writing actual like set stuff. Mm. Um, I'm better like sort of like this kind of like scenario, or if it was like in the like face to face kind of podcast, and yeah, somebody could say something in my brain, I just go, "Oh, here's a good line to say back." Right. Something just popped in my head, but trying to if I had to just sit down and write something, I'd be absolutely useless. I don't think the only things I would have would be like my retail stories. Yeah. Because like, everyone can relate. Yeah, because but some of them are like are wild. And then what I could do is I could exaggerate them slightly to make them more funny. Yeah. You know. Exaggerate or as most normal and people then, say lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because all the stories I have about people at work have got nicknames. 
So I yeah. never like I don't know that I know the real names, but they all got nicknames due to what they did. So mm-hmm. there was Pooh Man. Pooh Man. Yeah. Uh, um there's spe- Huh? He loves Winnie the Pooh. Oh no, no, he did a poo in the shop. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh there's Spider Lady. Spider Lady? Uh-huh. Right, they were okay. legend Spider Man. But she she was over the phone and she was an absolute head case. Um there's there's another one who like I can't really talk about much because I talked about him on the other podcast and then it's funny it's like it's, it's funny the, the story but somebody said because he's in a wheelchair some people not find it funny what is it you have to say it now but his well his nickname was Wheelers Wheelers right okay yeah. but I said I've had to say the story in another podcast before but Mm-hmm. I'll, I can tell you the other statue story about him on Instagram but the funniest bit with him was he was in one day and he'd got obsessed with my manager at the time and anytime he came in he always wanted her to help him so okay. he liked to wear ladies on he liked to wear ladies underwear okay fair play that, that type of her um but very very creepy so he was sort of like in footwear on his wheelchair <laughs> he was in footwear of course he was but he was <laughs> trying to get a pair of heels for the weekend. He started fucking smelling. <laughs> and then he was on the phone and he was complaining about something. And then I waited her to say, He's on the floor. So if you need anything, don't come out. I can come out to you. So a few minutes passed and she waited me and said, I need you to come and get I've printed this off. But I need you to come out and get it because I don't want to come out and get caught. And I goes, At this, but whenever I first told her he wasn't in fitwear, it was around something to go over. And then for me to get out the back, I have to walk past him. And I was like, I don't want to get stuck with him either. So I read it back and I said to her, I can't come out because he's currently parked in footwear. Parked. You got the handbrake on. Yeah. And then, because we have all radios are all connected, so like the ones in the tell could hear me and they all us here. And we're like, you can't say he's parked. And I, I says, well, I can't. He can hear you. Yeah. And then I says, well, I can't say he's standing. His legs don't work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then apparently I was a bad person. I was like, no, well, he's on his vehicle, he's stationary, so he's parked. <laughs> but where could you use actually, I suppose, when you think about it? You can't really. <laughs> I guess it could be like he's sitting, but technically he's in a vehicle. Oh, so... he was sitting. He's... Yeah. But I just came up where he's parked. He's parked. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I said that another another podcast and then somebody replied back saying that they were disabled and they thought it was hilariously funny. But he says not everybody might find that. Yeah. Funny. And they say some people might find it like, offensive, like the nickname you gave. And I'm like, well, the nickname's fitting with, like, you know, his mobility choice. His wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, he, like, I'll tell you more about him, like, off this, but he literally. You're like, I'll slammer more about the disabled person off camera. Yeah. But if you we, we've had to ring the police about him, when you ring the police about him, they're like, "Oh my god, not him again!" Aye, like he's, been, he's been in, yeah, he's been in court. He's been like, he's been parked like, up everywhere. Absolute, yeah. But no, no more slag of the disabled. Yeah, that, that that's yeah. <laughs> um, what else did I have? Are you watching I watched the the first episode with, I went back to my mum and dad's and my sister was there as well. My mum and dad just back from holiday, so I went back to see them and we all watched the first episode together. So I've seen them all go in, but yeah. I must watch it and I don't think I'll watch it tonight. What time's it on? 
Probably on next October. Probably, yeah. I used to I used to watch it all the time and then whenever they had to move it back to like Wales for like COVID, I was like, meh. And I really enjoyed the story. I feel like it was like, you know, like you get things like Big Brother and stuff. Mm. I feel like it's just past I passed its time now. Yeah. It's just the same thing. It was one I always did like, like out of yeah. all the reality shows. Because I, I do I hang out in Dak or fucking I think they're hilarious. Oh yeah. There are wee bits of the camera where like they're mm-hmm. slagging the clip that's just happened. Uh-huh. It's fucking good. Because some older episodes are some absolute belters. Um, you know, was it Paul Burrell that was the Diana's mm-hmm. butler? Is he the one who put his hand in the hole? Yeah, and he goes oh. 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 And then oh he was the other one. There was uh, another uh, one, I think it was I think it was Dean Gaffney. Yeah, and I think he was in. I think he had to think. He had. He has to like put his head up and like head up grab, it. and he goes, "Oh!" <laughs> it was just. It was just like the face and the noises. But I think the past two seasons, everybody's gotten on too well, and I like it when there's a bit of arguing and kind of. Like yeah, like oh, they don't like that person. There's a bit of fighting going on. I seen a clip, so, and it was the second time Katie Price won in, which was 2011, uh-huh. by the way, which fucking. That blew my mind that the second time she went in was 11 years ago. That made me feel oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> but Kim Woodburn was in that episode. And oh, Kim yeah. All fucking getting torn into Katie Price. And I was like, like I liked Kim. I liked Kim in the jungle, but I absolutely hate her in Big Brother. I hate her full stop, but I thought she was at least the half okay in the jungle. She is funny. Yeah. Which is like, she's funny, but I think now she's just. A crab old bitch. Oh, why? She is. I think all those. I think all those like cleaning fumes have gone to her head. I'd love to see her at like Belfast Pride. I think she would fit in well there. Like she look like one of the drag queens. Yeah, this, I just think I just think she'd be funny. Her like MC like a like a a drag queen cabaret show. Her being like the MC yeah. of it. Fuck, I love um, that. But no, like it's kind of thing. Like I'll not watch. I'm a celebrity, but I'll follow the crack on Twitter. You know, and if you just go through and see what's going on. But your girl, yeah. um. She was on like Love Island. Olivia Atwood. So she's left already. I do you know why? No, I just say I just, I just said like medical reasons, but she had to go back. She had to go back home for further like testing. Right. Okay. She left her inhaler back home. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Or, I thought, like, she, or like has she went into the jungle and then maybe she found out she's pregnant, so she has to go back. Like she can't be in the jungle really if she's. That's what I do. I take the fee, fly to Australia, stay in the five star yeah. hotel, and then just go. Oh, I'm pregnant. I'm way back alerting. Apparently she was raging that she had to like leave already, but it just said medical conditions, but it wouldn't actually specify what. It's a bit generic, isn't it? So but I don't know. But there's some ones that this year that do seem quite good, but I don't think I could be arsed to watch Matt Hancock. Well, I can't that's the only thing. I would maybe watch him just because I want to see because he's clearly gonna do all the, the trials because everyone's gonna vote him yeah. in to do it. No. Yeah, because he's not in yet, but he must be coming in. Like, you know, there's always like two that come in halfway through to, that are like kind of like in charge or like they then split everybody up and are they split into teams. Yeah, because that's the thing. Cause if you ever notice, see the two people who come in late, they're normally uh-huh. quite good celebrities because their agent has clearly like worked it out where like, yeah, we'll go into the jungle, but we'll want to go in a week later than everyone else and we we'll want to have yeah. like a decent time when we first go in. <laughs> Like the same artists will spend a week in that hotel before they go in. Yeah, exactly. Because remember one year Noel Admins, he was like the one that came in like a week later. It's like mm. it's always the best celebrities that come in late. But 
see, I would hate that more if I get to go to Australia and spend a week in that really nice hotel to then have to go into the jungle for two weeks. Aye, it'd be too much. I'd rather, but what I would do is I would want to go into the jungle and be real, real shit house so I get voted out first. Aye. And then I spend the rest of the time. I still get my money, but I spend the rest of the time in the pool, in the hotel, chilling. But do you, you think that you think that's what's going to happen? People see through it, and then they keep you in just to like put you through your misery. Or else, or else go on and just be really bored. That I'm not fun. I'm like, well, she's no fun. But that'll be easy right. enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> just lie there and do nothing. Just lie there. Fuck it. Hello, Queen. But um, I had to have as well whatever Matt Hancock had announced that he was going into the jungle. That apparently he was um removed from the Tory party. Aye, they removed the whip. And off. I was like, yeah. out of everything that's happened to you this year. It took him to go into the jungle to get removed from the party. Aye, kill him like hundreds of thousand people, tear away. But God Aye. forbid you put a kangaroo cock in your mouth. Aye. No, no, you're out of the party. You took it too far. You dick. Too far. Awesome. David Cameron didn't want the competition with the pig. Aye, that's it. Fuck. We need to get them Northern Ireland politicians in. Michelle O'Neill. <laughs> Have them do actual work. Yeah, I love to see Michelle O'Neill in there. Like just each one from each party. Mm, I'm trying to Ian, P- Ian Paisley loves a good holiday. Like he'd probably go for it. Mm. Yeah. Naomi Long, shed. She'd be shed. Um, it would be funny though. Jimmy Bryson. Um, well, that's a fucking episode. He'd go uh, in a week later, wouldn't he? He'd take the really bit of him. Who knows? Do we speech? He'll stand on it. <laughs> Oh, they should, or do like an NI one. Send them up KFL. Send them up KFL. <laughs> for like fucking smack. Who's give, who's give up coke for a weekend? Just me, the wife and the kids. Fresh on this. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh. Any other goss? Um, what was I? I made a note of something I was going to talk about. What was it? It might not even be that interesting now I look back at Oh, uh, yes, because it was actually something you shared. Um, the clip of um, Tom Segura and Bert Kreiser with the Hitler's yeah. Cup. I saw it on Twitter and then it came up on Instagram. It's fucking nuts, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought Bert Kreiser was going to literally combust. I know. Because he was literally holding like us here and he was about to like, and he was like, do you know what that is? Do I want to know? What's in it? <laughs> But that's the thing, like he bought him like Hitler's cup. How, how did he even come about getting that? I've no idea. I want to know how much that cost. I'm a good car boot sale coming across that. Okay. But like, is it just something that he randomly found, or was this like no, I would imagine something that's a very I... that, that's a very niche. Imagine he's bought that, right? And he spent like God knows what much money on it. So he says, Oh, that's a fake. I just smashed it or something. But the worst thing yeah. would be, imagine if he was all like, I am a granda, handed it down to me. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> I was Googling it, I just let you go, I Googled Hitler's cup and see what came up. The process? But the very first thing is the YouTube is just Tom Segura giving him the teacup. Yeah. But it doesn't actually give me much more information about it. I love how you wanted a, mo- a, a different topical story about Hitler's mug. <laughs> there would be one from maybe two months ago. <laughs> It ended in 1945, and there were no other stories until this week. I know. That's been it. That's it. There's no TED Talks on it. And then you see um, Peter Kay's back turn again? Yes. Now, that's good news. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never saw him live, so this could be a ticket to buy. Yes. Well, needing ball because I want to get some, and I don't really want other people knowing about it because I think it's going to be hard to get tickets. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be too because he's because he's keeping tickets. He it seems to me he's keeping tickets like thirty five pound because everything's like cost eleven. So he's not charging up at fortune. So I seen that in the description, but I think that's going to be bullshit. I think it's like going to be oh the start from thirty five, but there's about twenty yeah. at the price. But I also feel as well sometimes when it comes to the ticket charge, it's the, sometimes the venue decides the price. Do they not sometimes? Certainly going to have to get some sort of cut out of it as well as the promoter. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously, if you do a gig, you have to give the venue a cut of the money as well as then, and then if you need to make money out of it, then. But it's probably gonna be like thirty five pound if you're like in the SSE, thirty five pound for the West here. You're not getting thirty five quid in the SSE. I don't think like mm. thirty five quid is like what you pay for a go see a good comedian in the waterfront. Like, yeah, if you go see a stadium comedian in the SSE, you're paying fifty quid. Like, I wonder how much did you go see Colin Gaddis? How much was he? He was probably about thirty five. Um, I think it was. 40-something. 40, yeah, which is I yeah. think. But it was like, it was about maybe 38, 42, but I thought go. that was reasonable, so. Yeah, and he's not Peter K. do you know what I mean? So Peter K. is going to be more like, <laughs> no. I'd be surprised. And I guess this is, this is his first gig back as well. In 12 years. Um, yeah. I love Peter K. like I, he it's, was. It's good to see him back though. Yeah, he would be in my top 10, definitely. I've seen the clips of him uh, like online, and my favorite thing is his misheard his misheard song lyrics. Yeah, Dancing Queen. Mm-hmm. It's Mister Vane. <laughs> Vane, it's class. I love it. Like I, I quite yeah. like. Um, that's sort of what my stand up sort of like. Obviously, not saying I'm like Peter K, but it's sort of kind of you know like everyday sort of observational stuff. Like mm-hmm. your granny could like it. A younger person could like. I do like that style of comedy. I obviously yeah, I, love, not... I, love, like, I love like sort of quote unquote offensive comedy as well, like yeah. Frankie Boyle and Jim Jeffries or Adam Rowe or whoever. But I do really like that sort of comedy that's just like yeah. observing the, the small things in everyday life. I think some people could think I do like a lot of dark humour. Mm. And I would like dark humour just be sort of more what I go to, but sometimes you just like get kind of like get Peter K vibe where it's just not family friendly, but it's just yeah. a good just good fun wholesome there's no yeah it's wholesome like, yeah sometimes it's like wholesome sometimes um no i know what you mean i i it's if you like if you strongly like one or the other you're weird do you know what i mean it's like yeah having that balance do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and there's always a slight preference as i said but because i've already got a few gigs lined up already next year uh got tickets for shane's right next year i've Found got Paul, yeah i've got paul right. smith very good. Because I know I'm probably going to get Kieran's going sale tomorrow. So we're going to get a couple for Kieran's in the SSA. Can I ask where's Paul Smith playing? He's SA as well. Is he? Fuck, that's lethal. Thanks. Proper so, yeah. stadium, though, isn't he? Like? Yeah. And I don't know if he's just doing like the half arena or if he's doing a full. I because I was going to say, because he's so like heavy on the hard could... work, it might be hard yeah, to do the could... arena. Yeah. But as much as I like, because obviously Geddes was like sort of it was just like the half arena okay. and I think that's big enough whenever you're going to gig because if I go to a gig I prefer smaller rooms well, big rooms like if I go to one of, if I go to a gig in the limelight I prefer limelight two to limelight one yeah yeah that makes sense it's just, it's just more of a like a cosy vibe <clears throat> yeah 
you know, and if it's a, I think if you're at a gig, if you say you're at the SSC, and even if you're like at the very back in the half arena, you still feel so far away from what's going yeah. on. Say even the likes. Have you ever been to the Empire? No. See, See so many gigs I want to, there's so many gigs I want to go to, but they run past time for my last train home, which is very annoying. Mm. And I hate being that person that would have to, because I've done it, uh, how did it the last time I went to Lavery's? Uh, they had an extra one on. So Andrew Ryan was still on when I had to leave. So I have to do that awkward thing of trying to get my stuff and run out the side door. Like, nobody paid any attention, but in my head, I feel like everybody's staring at me leave. I feel a wee bit anxious sort of doing yeah. it. And then, because I never... Huh? Do you not drive? Like, I can drive, I just don't have a car. Don't have a car. And where do you live? Balamone. Balamone. Aye, so that's a train job then, isn't it? Like? Yeah. So, like, the last train from Belfast is, like, 20 to 11. Right. So then it gets me, if I'm sorry, if I'm at Larry's, I can get it at Botanic at like a quarter two. So mm. I could 25, 25 two, because I mean, it literally just round the corner. It takes two minutes to walk to. Right. In my head, I need to leave at half ten or 25 two, or I'll miss it. Yeah. You know, but it's another thing. But if I get, if I can sit at the side and leave, nobody really pays any attention. Yeah. It would just be nice to go up some night and I could actually stay. Yeah, because what I was going to say about the Empire, when we're talking about like big rooms, like when I done it, <laughs> one thing I struck me like see at the very very back and up the top it's like it's fucking ages away and the empire only holds like a couple of hundred you know maybe like 200 people and even yeah. that's kind of a room some people feel like they're fucking really far away from you yeah but no because I was messaging Dave one night and I said I'll have to get to pug some night and then I'll probably be coming up myself because I want to go to more gigs but I can't always get people to go with mm. so I'm trying to get used to just going somewhere on my own and not feel weird being yeah, there by myself because yeah. I used to get that because I've been because I went and saw the first time I saw Shane and Odyssey I went myself yeah and I had this thing in my head that if I go to a gig by myself people are just going to sit there and stare at me being like oh is she here by herself but I just need to get used to it more here's a question if you were sitting there and say you go on your own and mm-hmm. um, if someone started doing crowd work with you would you feel comfortable doing that or would you get shy no, well, I probably, so if I go to gigs now, I kind of would sit front row now anyway because I kind yeah, of feel like the ones that are on stage, not that they know me, but I kind of would message them sometimes mm. and I feel like, are they going to maybe, will they, will they pick on me? But mm. like, I feel like if you sit front row and you're going to get asked a question, just answer it. Uh, exactly. It's not, like it's, not, it's not like you're being like told to like reveal a deep, dark secret. Like exactly. if you're on stage and you say something to me, oh, where do you work? I feel like people get so weirded out. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's literally, um, if I'm asking me where do you work, I only yeah. mean you work. There's no, like, hidden agenda. Probably people get really Yeah, probably to be at the start, if I, I, want, I want the front row because I don't really know the crack. Aye. But now, if I, I, I'll just go front row because I kind of feel, well, if you talk to me, I'm just going to answer the question. Yeah. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Because whenever me and... Mick Conlon went to see Elfie Brown in Limelight 2 okay. and it hadn't sold the best so we had sort of sat off to the side and he says can everybody just come near the front to make ah. this an easier gig so Mick made me go and sit front row and I was like <laughs> but it was such a small crowd and nice crowd that Alfie was able to talk to like everybody yeah. so he talked to Mick and then he talked to me and then he could sort of talk to one to the back how many people was there? how, much, how many would Limelight 2 hold? 140. 140. Mm. Like, <laughs> uh, I say, you know, like if you go on Limelight 2 and it's maybe just this side, 
Yeah, I know what you're on about. Like yeah. If you sit in there, and at that point, it wasn't rows of seats. It was just the round tables and chairs. Right. So there, it wasn't like the rows of seats that like William and that had. It was be like a few random tables here and then the back seat area. That's the only bit that was filled. Okay. But he even said himself it hadn't sold well. Yeah. But um, it was still a really good night. And then whenever the show ended, like I got to meet him afterwards and he's literally so dead on. Yeah. But it's kind of thing because it was him like talking to me, I felt a bit like, ah, you know, because I wasn't like used to it, if that makes sense. But like if you were Dave and that, like the crowd works me, I wouldn't be that bothered. Yeah. Yeah. You're because a bit, it just be like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm familiar. Like you're literally going to just ask me something like, where do you work? What do you do? Yeah. You know, have you anything interesting? I'd be like, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just answer it and then. But have you done, like, would you do much crowd work with people if you're in front row? I'm honestly not. I never do any crowd work. I, um, I've sort of, I sort of, like, I, I started, so I'm coming up to my year anniversary of doing stand-up. I started at the start of the year. I did my first gig on, like, the 16th of December, and then I didn't do another one until January. So mm-hmm. when I started, I'd set, like, wee goals for myself. So I'm coming up to setting new goals for next year. And one of the new goals for next year is to sort of force myself to, start the MC gigs and also just start to do more crowd work just to sort of develop that skill more. I'm starting to do a yeah. wee bit more of it, but not much. Just sort of dip my toe in it. Even just like if you go on stage and you just sort of think, right, I'm going to pick this person, just ask a basic, uh, what's your name? And just like a general. And then if you're not getting much from me, just know then, right, I'll move on. Well, yeah, like I was doing a gig, that gig in Limerick, and there was a guy sitting on his own, right? An Indian guy wearing a... A green bowler hat that made him look like a leprechaun with like a bright green shirt and you're like how can I not talk to this guy is this the Halloween gig yes it was no. well no, that was it, his costume well that's exactly what I said Naomi there you go you're a comedian yourself because I, I actually I was doing a bit of new material about um Halloween I uh-huh. said dress up you look like you've already you're still dressed mm-hmm. up I made some sort of joke about that there yeah. and I got a good laugh so um, and then the one in Leitrim, some of the guys in the front row were being a wee bit rowdy and a chat to them. So I've started to do it a bit more recently. Yeah. yeah. There is a, there, I can't remember what it's called. There is a horror movie with the leprechaun. I can't remember if that's what it's called. Yes, I think it is called Leprechaun. Is yeah. yeah. There you go. That, that could be his costume. That's it. Maybe it was him. Mm-hmm. But um, is there a difference between, because obviously I wouldn't know, is there a difference between you just going to do, like, say, a 10, 15 minute gig to MCing? Oh, I. Pretty different, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're MCing, you have your material to fucking like fall back on, sort of probably mm-hmm. the best way to put it. But then when you're doing MCing, it's just sort of like creating that sort of collective feeling in the room. So it's yeah. like asking him what he does, asking what he does. So then other people in the audience, we all feel like we're all part of, we're all like one big thing. Mm-hmm. And then just sort of keeping the energy going, yeah. That last night I was at Lavery's, it was an absolute great night because William was doing the MC mm-hmm. and he came on stage and he was just asking, like, who, he just says, who's not from Belfast or who's not like a local? Yeah. And there's this girl literally in front of me and she said she was from America and he says, why are you over here? And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm studying. And he goes, what are you studying? And I swear to God, he died when she said she was studying sexology. Sexology, yeah. And she was like, are you telling me you're a sexologist? And she goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, is that just studying bucking? It goes like, pretty much. Studying bucking. <laughs> I swear, there was a literally for about like 
two three minutes William couldn't speak he was just like yeah. I, I can't I can't do the rest of the show this is this is the show now was this last, her last week she... no it was maybe end was it two was a while maybe? was a while ago then was it yeah <laughs> it wasn't last week it was maybe like two weeks ago because I had I went to the night of the wedding that weekend so I think it was a couple of weeks ago now yeah, but it was a great night. William's good at that because I done the I done the terror support from there and our man marketplace theater. And um one thing he was all to me is as soon as I go out here, I'm just giving high energy and I'm gonna start chatting to the people in the audience before I even go into my routine just to sort of get the the energy and the vibe up in the room and even out and he did it and it was just it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Because his turn the current tour he's doing now, I went yeah. me and Kayla went and saw him the first night in Limelight. And he did the whole thing at the start because we weren't sitting in front row, we were directly behind because he were actually too scared to sit in front row just in case. And he did the whole thing where he would like say something and what's your name and where are you from? And that's where he made the mistake because there's one girl there that night and she would not give up the whole night. Oh, Jesus. Because once she got the attention, she thought she was part of the show. It's always some girl fucking steaming on Bershak or Jen. Oh, she was absolutely steaming. And then uh, her name was Abigail. And then he goes, and where are you from? Goes, like, I'm from Bangor. Oh my God. And you could just tell she's just going to be an absolute head case. Yeah. But the thing was that she kept going up to go to the bar and the bar kept giving her a drink. Aye, they should have cut her off. Like. And then at one point, the whole room, we chanted, get her out, get her out. And security just went like, I think at one point they said to William, can you do something? And William's like, well, I'm sort of on stage here. Fuck that. Security don't do enough. Yeah. In my opinion, that's your job. Like, Yeah, because whenever I went to see Geddes, that, uh, that current gig, the girl I went with, she went to the last one. I heard which I go to Because yeah. it had got like cancelled so many times with COVID. It was so near December, I couldn't even get it off work. But she said the last one, there's these absolute atrocious like hecklers. And yeah. apparently some guy in the front row tried to like, was like heckling away at Colin and then got his phone out and tried to show Colin pictures on his phone. Yeah, yeah. I and apparently security that. would do absolutely nothing. Yeah, because that's the thing. The comedian can't say, get that guy out because then the comedian mm-hmm. looks like a cunt and then he loses the respect of everyone yeah. else. He See, has to sort of like nod and go like, here, yeah. get him out. And then the, the security guard is like, oh, does he actually want us to kick his mouth? You're like, yeah, with I know. But, because I don't know, like, Obviously, if I would, I I know I wouldn't be on stage because I couldn't do it. But I know I probably wouldn't have the patience for it's the problem. Mm. And I probably just tell me just fuck off. Yeah. Um. But I, it, it'd be the thing. I just like, well, I'm no longer like, I'm literally taking five minutes away, and I'll not come back till they're gone. <laughs> and then you'll try to come back, and then nobody's finding me fun. I'm like, let's just end the show now, sure. I, I'm. You're like, I'm not continuing until he fucks up. No. Yeah. I'm going to sit in the back of the stage here in a box until he leaves. I know. But no, I just know like I wouldn't have patience for people like shouting at me or I'd either just, either that or I'd have to just ignore them. Yeah. Feel like if you just keep acknowledging what they're doing, they'll just keep going. Yeah, you're on the field of fire like, encouraging them. Yeah. Try not to pay any attention to them. Yeah. But no. I feel it was like, because I we were talking there about I, before, like, like I feel like bars should be closed and the gigs on because I never went to see Dan Nightingale he had the bar closed during his set. Yeah, which is good. Which I feel like should be all gigs. But remember whenever you had to go to gigs and you had to be in your bubble table and you had to have pizza? Well, I didn't go to any gigs like that. Did but you I know? heard about them. I went to, I well, them. whenever you could sort of do that again, I went to the first one that, that Limelight done and it was um, 
get us a McCann and then you had to have pizza then. Then they took away the pizza thing where you had to eat because COVID only gets you when you don't have pizza. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one and it was Sheen and Dave and I think William and Jordan were doing like a Sunday one. And you still had to have a bubble table. And it was me and I met Violet Mick at that one. And I just remember we were sitting at the table. We were near the bar. But at that point, you scanned your QR code and your drinks came down to the table. Yeah. What was so annoying, like while they're on stage, you're doing your QR code, that's grand. But the what the bar staff bringing the stuff down aren't being quiet. Aye. So they're coming to the table saying, uh, who are the JD and Coke? Uh, who's the vodka lime? Uh, who's the pint of Guinness? And then, so they're giving that out. And then some of the bar then that hasn't ordered says, like, oh, here, can we actually get one of these? Can we get these shots? Can we get this? And I'm like, oh my God, just shut up. And it was like a table, yeah. Or my thing is, again, just people generally on their phones or chatting while they're on the show. Yeah. The only time I'll have my phone out at a show is I'm always going to like take a wee picture to put on the gram. Yeah, that's the only time my quick phone picture, will be. Quick wee video, not it. Yeah, but I am that kind of person. Whenever I'm doing the photo, I feel like I don't want them to know that I'm taking it. So I'm like, get the camera and I'm like, and then put it away because I'm like, they're <laughs> going to see me, and then they're like, saying, "Are you trying to take a picture?" I'm like, no. Like a fucking nonce. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. Yeah, right. Um, Do we get any questions, Libba? We got a few. Yeah. Well, um, we got a Reddit link. I sent it to you earlier. Yes. Oh fuck! Right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go through it all? I went through. It was this. It's this guy getting this fucking bollocks pierced, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Is it? The, is like, that all oh. one guy? Isn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's because we posted. Like it is like a recent. Like it's happened like this year. But what he is, there's no context of how it happened. Um, like there's no context of like was he drunk? Did he fall over? Was he running away from something? But Jesus Christ, it's, that makes me squeamish like, looking at that. Yeah, but it's like in the first picture, you sort of think, Oh, it's only one through his trousers. It looks like he's in a body yeah. bag. First photo. Mm-hmm. So, but you can kind of tell in the first picture, there's definitely something's got caught. Yeah, there's been a wee snag, your... wee snag in the bag. Yeah, oh, and then it was you go through, and then you can kind of see it in the hospital picture, but it's until you get to the very last one, and then it's the that zoom in. Yeah. It was it a bullseye. Not... That's, That's not good. That's what they should do to people who <laughs> Just put them on a fucking fence. You prick. That's your punishment for being annoying. But no, so we've got some of that. And then... <laughs> and then we've got a few questions and I've got a DM. So, Oshin wants to know, what was your favourite cartoon growing up? Cartoon. Mm. Do you know why I was actually looking at this today? Because I've seen something about Cartoon Network is coming to an end. Yeah, and I think it's already gone. Is it already gone? I've like, seen something. Yeah, because you know, when I was younger, I didn't have Cartoon Network because we didn't have like. Me neither. Back in the day. So, like, the only time I'd have seen things, you know, like Dexter's Laboratory or Johnny Bravo, is if you went on holiday and the hotel room had Cartoon Network. Yeah, we didn't you know, have like, Dexter, like, but I yeah, had it. No. Went to my friend's house and stuff. We would have like watched. our TV, yeah, our TV was really basic. We basically had like channels one, two, three, and four. Hmm. And then we didn't have any you digital until we got like the freebie box. That was it. Yeah, no but, RT. No, but so I don't, like I've watched things like 
Dexter's Laboratory, but I won't say it's my favourite because I've never watched it all. I'm trying to think what was about there. I, I quite like like really old cartoons, you know, like Looney Tunes and stuff like yeah. that. I love shit like that. But I'm sort of thinking back, I can't even try to think sort of like what age it would be when it was on TV, but I remember sometimes coming home from school and the, as soon as I got home was cartoons and you had Arthur, then Mona the Vampire, yeah. then Hey Arnold. They were my sort of... They're bangers. And then yeah. on a Saturday you had... I know it wasn't a cartoon, but Saturdays was like SMTV or Dick and Dong. I just but, caught the very, very end of SMTV. I can only yeah. vaguely remember it. It was literally never like Saturday TV was like, as a kid was good. I was like, on the Yeah, you literally wanted that. They couldn't, they couldn't show that now because the way Aunt Dick behaved, that's so mad, to kids, you couldn't do that now because there was a the bit they had called like Wonky Donkey. I remember one, you know. Okay. So you, know, you had to think it rhymed, and then if the kids didn't say it rhymed, like Deg would just get right on the TV, says it, it's got T rhyme, or you strip it. That's class. You know, to do, you know, but if you try to do that now, and then it would just be, nah. Have you ever but watched? Like, um, have you ever watched back clips of Dick and Dom the bungalow? Mm-hmm. It's fucking hilarious now. Yeah. It's still funny. Yeah, but there's definitely no way that you'd you'd have that on TV now. So what I just remembered, there's a clip from Dick and Dom in the bungalow, right? We'll have this wee girl, right? And she's about eight. And uh-huh. they're all, you've got your prize. Do you want to see your prize? She's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they bring in a pony. And she's all like, yes. They're all like, nah, we're really joking. And they're just bringing away. And the wee girl's just sitting there and they're all like pointing at her yeah. face. But here, like, they have to run about disappointment in early age. Yeah, that's character yeah. building. Exactly. But I was saying, but you wouldn't, if that was on TV now, People complain about it because I think this is going way off in the cartoons, but we'll get back to them. Um, it was like, did they put in betweeners on Netflix and then it was like current generation, like teens, was like, this is disgusting, this is so offensive. And I'm like, oh my god. No little Britain got taken off. I don't know about the betweeners, but no little Britain definitely got taken off. Mm-hmm. No, current. Current generation teenagers thought that in-betweeners was offensive and wasn't woke enough. Did you ever see the American in-betweeners? I've seen clips of it, but I never actually watched it. But they, they, Americans cannot copy in-betweeners because there's certain... They just won't get the same way the jokes are done or... Their school system isn't the same as ours. No. They're not going to translate. Yeah, but then sure never... You know, like the Netflix show Sex Education? Yes, it's no, such a weird vibe. So, like, it's an English high school, but they look like they're American students. I always thought in it was the seventies. It's like such a weird, like, yeah. vibe. But yeah, there's so many programs back in the day that were so good that they wouldn't show now. Yeah, because they're offensive. Or, but no, well, back to cartoons. I don't know if I've got a favorite because I like a lot. But there's also do you, do you remember Recess? Yeah, I wasn't massively in the recess. No. No. I think I, I think out of them all, I think my number one was Mona the Vampire. Yeah, that's emo vibes, that isn't it? Mm, girls probably. who like Mona the Vampire are the sort of girls now who post like spooky season with spice lattes. That's because Halloween's the best season. <laughs> I say Halloween's nah. I don't know. No, Halloween is this Halloween is the season. You, you that doesn't surprise me. You look like someone who would be massively into Halloween. You really have I mean, like, vibes. My room literally is nothing. Like I got skulls everywhere. Well, I can see a skull so, thing above your head there. Yeah, that's a a cat. A cat. cat yeah. 
And then I've got a skull. Um, that was a vodka bottle I put a candle in. Right, okay. So, yeah. And there's another button. one there. Another one there. Yeah. See that thing to, to your left? I've been trying to work out what that is. I only just recently realised that's a madle. No, no, no. To your oh, left. Oh, yeah. Um, I did um, pretty, pretty muddy for in Belfast. Yeah. It's like their version of like Run, Muck, Run. Right, okay. So I did that. Say that again in your accent. What? Run, muck, or run. <laughs> That's insane. <Stop> <laughs> I can't help it. Um, no, I did that. That was in 2019 before everything got locked down. Right, okay. I was, I was looking at it. It looks like it's something like leaning against the wall. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, no. Because I wanted to do more. And then obviously, I don't think I could do it. I've seen... Um, there's tough mother, but it literally looks like hell. Like actual hell. Weird flex having your run mother run medal in the background of your podcast, like fucking balling. Like, what's that? <laughs> <Did Yeah>. I get <laughs> that? <laughs> Let's just say um after the run I wasn't looking so pretty. Yeah, I'd say so. I think it took I think it took three showers to get the model out of my hair. Yeah. See? And then wouldn't have yeah. that problem. I know. One wet wipe yeah, I need to, you said you said on Shane's program that you had like proper like emo colored hair. Yes. You seen I the need photo? to see these. Did you post a Did you post a picture on? I will send you the photos now, and you can react to them live before we finish up here. <laughs> okay. There should be in some recent. Uh, I sent them to Dave recently. So I wasn't sure if you showed them on the podcast, but then they didn't put them on there. No. So I was maybe. This is maybe from when I'm like. 17 to about 17, 18, 19, that sort of age. Mm. So I'll send them through to you here now. So that's some sending there now. Wow. Yeah, wow, indeed. And that's your actual hair. That's my actual hair. Wow. I can see now why you probably fell out. Yeah, well, I think I was going to go that way anyway, but it just sort of yeah. accelerated the process. And I. Was that what you, you heard I got at high school? Yeah, yeah. And they had no... If you click into it there, if you click into it, you can see the one blue and wearing a yeah. school uniform and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they had no issues with like, your hair like that colour? Sorry? They had no issues with your hair being that colour? Oh, they did I? I went to like a real like, really? quite strict Catholic school. Yeah. Not Catholic school, but like, they were strict on like uniform policy. They were always like, yeah. go up I my think there Because well, even at my school, I think I came... I came in, my hair was just like brown and I went and got blonde highlights and even that was a bit like, oh, yeah, you know, like you couldn't Pretty be girl. handsome at all. Yeah. They weren't too bad sort of like us with like, with makeup and stuff, they weren't too, like, I mean, you can't wear makeup because we were never the OTT, but because our school uniforms were like navy, a lot of us girls at school decided, oh, we're going to wear blue eyeshadow because it goes to all the uniform. Crazy cats. What I do you know. like? Mad back in those days, back in the oldie days. Okay. No, where's my other questions? See, Victoria sent me a question here and she's not doing many favours of this question. She just goes, who's your favourite, me or Pete? Who's your favourite, me or Pete? Right. Mm. Well, it's you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. I love you both. I love you both. Because the last time I chose my two, my, uh, Favorite comedians, Dave hated me for about two weeks. Right, okay. Who's Victoria? Is that your mate? No, Victoria, Johnny's girlfriend. 
Right. Okay. 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 Um. So I put yeah, up. You know those anonymous questions. You know the anonymous questions you can do. Oh, why? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So suddenly, I was saying, like, who's your favorite NI comedian? And I thought, well, I can't just pick one. So right, yeah. I'll do a top three. And I kind of did a top three based on maybe the last few ones I saw. And I went with Johnny Bull, Vittorio, and Aaron McCann. They're good ones to pick then, as well because they're not your sort of go-to ones. Do you know what I mean? They're a bit yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. But like, it's only because they're the last few I'd seen and all three of them were like fantastic. So I was like, well, they're the freshest in my head. So, you know, and then Dio saw the story and he goes, oh, I know how it is. Are these your favourite? And then literally for the next two, three weeks, whether it was on the Patreon episode or the public episode of the podcast, I got a slagging. Yeah, rightly so. Patrick got, Patrick got, got called a turncoat witch at one point. A turncoat witch? Mm-hmm. That's a good description. That's your tender part. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently he has forgiven me and we're friends again, so it's all good. There you go. You're absolved. I just said to him, like, I love you all. It's hard to choose. Yeah. So I love, like, between you and Victoria, you're both my favourite. There you go. Perfect. So that's, you know, keeping it neutral. Bit neutral. Keeping it dry. Um, so other question from Talal. Talal Jumar, what a guy. And, and he just sent me a thing going, a friend of mine from doing plays, yes, I'm a shit actor too, who is well into his 60s, stopped me today to tell me about his prostate exam. Lovely. Talal then wants us to know, what's the most TMI convo you have had with someone who isn't really a close friend? Do you know what? I've actually started writing material on this today. Because mm. um, I, I was in the office today and I was writing, I, I'm writing this bit about why is it that parents, um, like um, people with kids, they feel that they can tell you TMI stories about their kids. Yeah. You know, and they'll think it's like cute. And the whole mm-hmm. premise of the joke is you wouldn't tell a, a tell-all story about a different family member. Like, why yeah. is it okay for me to tell you about a funny story about, oh, my toddler shit himself in Tesco's? You wouldn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. say, like, oh, my grandma shit himself in Tesco's. It'd be a bit more depressing. So that's the premise of the joke. So I've actually started writing yeah. material on that today. I think it's because they sort of think, well, my kid shit himself's cute. But my granddad shit himself as worrying. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's like they sort of think, oh, that's oh, lovely. Tammy shit himself, like good for him. They both have as much control over their balls as the other, like so. It should be the yeah. same. But I think any time I would have conversations from like that is probably from customers. Because sometimes you get a customer in who maybe has been in a few times, and maybe they sort of think like, oh, well, I've they've served me a few times or helped me a few times. I can be like tell them a few things and then and there's been some ones like I was helping a woman try to find an outfit and then we're just chatting away and she goes like oh like you just need to cheer yourself up when you find the guy you're engaged to was cheating on you and I'm like mm-hmm. cool yeah and then somebody else said to me oh there was one and this is not even the fear at Christmas time to ever ask anybody are you all sorted for Christmas because it's you know if I'm telling you're trying like conversation because I can say where this is going, or Alan. You all sorted for Christmas? Nah, I'm a Sunday. Well, I'm a close. Close-ish. I don't know what happened after. I don't know what happened after. Um. So, partner stuff straight. And the thing was, she had a lot of things, so this wasn't going to be quick. So I scanned a few things through, and I just goes, "Are you all sorted for Christmas?" And she goes, "Like, well, it was going to be a nice Christmas till my son got diagnosed with leukemia." Yeah. And I'm like, "Uh huh." 
Did he ask for that in the Santa list, or was that a surprise? I think that was a surprise. Right. Okay. Okay. I yeah. I prefer Links Africa, just in case we're yeah. gonna get the ending. I'm more of a DKMY kind of girl, but you know. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was and then I was like, and I just put in the software, and then I didn't know, I didn't know what to say. I think I'd only been working there like for a few years, and I was like still quite young, and I was like, like, do I say sorry? Do I be like, oh, sorry to hear that? And I'm like putting the software, and then I don't know if she caught on that the be it was a bit like she obviously just it just came out, like she could have just been like, I know it's not too bad, and then just of you know, you should have just said, so you won't need the receipt then. <laughs> I love how before this podcast I was all keep it PG, please. I don't I, I don't want to be there. Well the truth is that's still quite tame for me. So that's yeah, right. exactly. Um and then I was going through and then she must have caught on that maybe it was a bit like, oh and she goes like and she's like, oh but you know what what it is and I'm like, aha, that's 10.40 then please. Fucking hell. But it's I- just like some people think because you're either behind the till or you've maybe like helped them find an outfit that all of a sudden they can, you know, yeah. tell You're you like, dark like... My biggest probably pet peeve in work is if somebody's wanting to try and get them something and you'll find, and you're like, what about this? What about that there? Like, oh no, that wouldn't look right to me, but it's okay for somebody skinny like you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. thanks. Stop commenting on my body, please. Yeah. But I'm like, just because I'm skinny doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to find clothes, but yeah. I always hate it whenever, or Whenever they come, says, oh, darling. I'm like, don't call me that, please. Patronizing. Absolutely hate it. But no, TMI, I feel like it's only work I've had it in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've had anything TMI from me that's not really a close friend. Yeah. That's basically it. But I mean, imagine I'm just stopping you and saying, like, oh, I had a prostate today. <laughs> I know, fuck. It's about that. That's definitely TMI, like. Yeah. There's one last question, and this one's just so random compared to the rest I've got. And he just goes, Feminists, your thoughts? Feminists, your thoughts? Who the fuck asked this? Jordan Peterson? No, it's a guy called Philip. Philip? Of course it is. Yeah. Um, feminists, yeah. yes. Fair play to feminists. Thumbs up to yeah. feminists. Are you a fan of them, or...? Well, yeah, because that's such a loaded question because that's someone who's like, yeah. oh, it's feminism going mad. It's like, if you actually just take what feminism is, it's just that men and women are equal. So, like, yeah. See, my thing is with it, I would, if somebody said to me, I'd say I'm more of a humanist than a feminist. Right, okay. Right. Because I feel that like there's so many feminists out there that don't actually, they're not about equality. They want to be better. Right, okay, yeah. And bring men down at the same time. Yeah. That's my thinking of yeah. it. There's both on both sides, isn't it? It's just like mm-hmm. the rule about everything should just be don't be a cunt. Yeah. As we can just boil every single world problem down to don't be a cunt. Rise up. Yeah. Quit not getting all I got. You should you should get back into the politics and you know don't go run for. I you get my vote. I just be you. your party slogan. Don't be a cunt. I don't want to represent Ballymoney. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> that place is beyond what repair. Your, what was your party name again? Alliance? No, they remember the time I asked you the, I asked oh, the question. Oh, what was it? Fuck. Was it D? Was it D? Oh, damn. DDP, Democratic Dax Party. Yeah. There yeah. we go. And your slogan is, don't be a cunt. 
They're called democratic dax party. That's just a general goodwill for life. Just it is. be just be civil to everybody. Just be nice. More people should get that tattooed on them. Yeah. In Japanese writing. Yeah. As these people who go on to be like they're all like keyboard is that people hate the term, but literally they are keyboard warriors, they'll do the whole slagging off online, but they would never the boss to say it to your face. Exactly. You know, once they can type it on the screen and as we status, then you know. I think before we finish up here, you should promise that the next tattoo you get is just gonna be don't be a cunt. Yeah, but I'll get it like in a foreign language so it doesn't look like it. In Irish. Yeah. Yes. Get an Ulster Scots. We'll be a fucking wild cunt, hey. Oh, that's not too big. It's too long to fit in there. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was a title right now. What? That was a title. Aye, exactly. Don't be a cunt. We're going to think I am. So that was a good question to end it on right now. It was. I thought it was a good one. <laughs> you still there? Yes, I'm still here. I'm oh, still here. Don't worry. I haven't left. No, you your thing had frozen. frozen. I thought you'd. Um, are you in a rush to go off this? Yes, I need to scoot on. If you don't mind, can I plug a few things before I go? Go ahead. Um, basically, you want to plug our podcast, our wee podcast. It's with um, Kieran Franco and Sean McAlevey, and three other comedians, sort of my comedians. Um, it's going well at the moment, so if people could check it out. YouTube, Spotify. Right, I'll, I'll put the... Whenever I'm posting this, I'll tag your your podcast on it too. Also, yeah. Kieran's going to come on this. I need to get him organised to come on this as well. So yes, he was chatting about that, and um, I'm in Lavery's next week as well. If people want to come to that, I'm in Lavery's um, Wednesday and Thursday next week. I think the Thursdays, or is it this week? Maybe I think maybe it's this week sold out. Yeah, it's this week. Kieran's on this week. Kieran Franco. Do you know who else you're on with next week? No, you don't find out until Monday. Oh, okay. I find out when everyone else finds out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but like, it sells it so quickly, so if you want to get tickets, get them, just book them now. Yeah, exactly. Any other gigs coming up? Um, we're in the Balmoral Hotel this Friday. It's sold out. I think there's maybe like, there's like 100 people. Um, it's sold out. Sean McLeavy's run that gig, and then I'm in Lavery's. And then on Sunday, next Sunday, the 20th, we're in the Bellevue. It's me, Mickey Bartlett, William Thompson, Ian Thompson, Kieran Franco. So that's going to be about, there's a few tickets left for that. So if people want to get that. Sure, you can send me the, send me all the lists of your dates and I'll put them in the bio and stuff as well. Yeah, and then I'm up at your um, Coleraine Uni on the 24th, if you're coming to that. Who are you there with? I don't know. Because I have not seen the, I've not seen that one advertised, so I'm not sure who that is. Don Haggerty, is it? Is McGee, um, McGee, McGee University, is that near you? No, was that Derry? No, That's McGee's Derry. Derry, yeah. Oh, fuck. Where am I? I'm in McGee and Chlorine. I don't know where the gig is. Is it Sean Hagrey? Oh, she McCallion runs it. Is it McGee or Chlorine? Oh, if it's, if it's Oshie, then it maybe McGee. Ah, uh, yeah, but it is Sean Haggerty. Uh-huh. Who the fuck runs the Chlorine one? I don't even know. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Have you been to See, that one? Colwyn's never really had a comedy club. They've just had um, like something we doing like a tour maybe. Uh, because never Woods, I think whenever Woods he did it, it was part of his tour. I think. Yeah. But like I've never known him that actually runs the university one. Yeah. No. So it's McGee then. So that's what I'm doing. 
well, I'll not get to that one then. It's too far away. Pat's Barn from Anna. That's the day I'd after. love to get up to Pat's Bar, but again, me getting tea from Anna, I'd have to stay over. The boy Dundonald's Dundonald near you? No. I'm just naming places with Protestants and yeah. you live near there. That's my only way of working. Trainways and like an hour and twenty minutes in the train to Belfast. Ah, not worth so, it. No. That's it then. That's you then. But no, sure, send me the links where you're at and I'll get them all posted up. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No crack. Was there anything is there anything you want to, you need to edit it out or are we all good? Nope, we're all good. This is gonna be the easiest record I have. I just have to download it and post it. That's it. Happy days. Well, Move thanks on. for coming on. Thanks for having me Let's on. I appreciate it. And hopefully get you on again soon. Yeah, hundred percent. No worries. Well, I'll let you get cracking on there. No problem. Thank you very much. See you there. See ya.